welcome to the UP Tech Talk podcast. This is Ben Kahn here at the University of Portland. Today I'm joined by my co-host Maria. Hey Maria. Hey Ben. And with us in the studio today we also have Dr. Lindsay Bennis, an assistant professor from our School of Nursing. She's also our graduate curriculum chair of our School of Nursing graduate program. And also doc- Dr. Joanne Olson, an assistant professor in our School of Nursing, who is also our director of graduate master's programs for our School of Nursing. Lindsay and Joanne, thanks for joining us today. Well, Thank you so much for having us. us. So we worked together uh, recently on a really fun project that I'm really excited to talk to you about. Um, and we, what we did was we put together a Moodle crash course or boot camp, <laughs> that we called it, um, for our ner- School of Nursing graduate faculty. And um, because I worked really closely with this project um, with the two of you, um, we wanted to turn it over to Maria to be our uh, master of ceremonies today (laughs) um, and throw some of the questions our way. Maria, take it away. All right. Well, I think our listeners would really like to hear, first of all, about why you wanted to create this boot camp and, you know, kind of what the reasoning was behind it, how you set it up with Ben and um, kind of what the results were. So let's just start with the beginning. Yeah. Why did you want to do this? So we were having a meeting where Ben kindly uh, came to speak at one of our grad faculty or grad curriculum meetings, and he was showing us some tips and tricks within Moodle. And um, it had just followed up a conversation we had had within that grad faculty or grad curriculum meeting, really speaking to... um, the importance of standardization within our, so all our grad courses are taught in the hybrid model. So students come in for a weekend immersion once a month where we meet with them face-to-face, and then the other three weeks in the month are all um, online education. So we just discussed kind of the importance of standardizing those online practices and also being sure that we use um, effective teaching strategies uh, throughout those those online weeks. And so it was just kind of a nice synergy of Ben being there, teaching us some strategies we use and recognizes this need for standard uh, standardization and kind of enhanced teaching practices. And uh, we came up with the idea of kind of rolling it all into one package. And how long did it take you to develop the, the whole boot camp? Well, since Ben is amazing, um, he uh, he really did the bulk of the work in developing it. Um, Joanne, myself, and and Dr. Susan Stillwell, our um, associate dean for the graduate programs, we spoke to kind of what we needed out of this, what we wanted uh, grad faculty to get out of this. And then with Ben's knowledge, he brought forward modules that he thought would best serve us in, in meeting those needs. So I feel like we kind of put forward our needs and, and what we wanted to get out of this. And then Ben brought forward the content um, that we could utilize to best achieve those goals. And had your faculty um, kind of participated in some of the Moodle workshops before? Because, I mean, we do run those a couple, you know, throughout the year. Yeah. So I, th- I, I have the impression, well, I guess I can speak to myself, which I think is somewhat representative of the rest of the grad faculty. I think we have all kind of here and there, you know, either gone to some of the sessions or definitely accessed Ben's video recordings. Um, so I think we all had touched on bits and pieces of, of a lot of that. I know for me, um, I attended one of Ben's great workshops on VoiceThread, and while I was in there, I understood it and I can use it. I could use it. And then when I left that environment, um, 
I was intimidated by it, you know, and wasn't quite sure how to use it. So I think we had all attended those, but I don't know if that was really being translated to the actual, our actual kind of online, online components of the course. So it's like we had a bit of the knowledge, but not quite the, the self-efficacy or the confidence to actually implement it in our courses. Right. So this was a way for you to pull all of it together in one place Absolutely. and know that everybody who went through the course was going to have the same exposure to the same instruction, exactly. which is a great idea. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. sounds like it would solve a number of problems at one time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just like the one hour workshop format, I mean, it's sort of tried and true, I guess, but I just, you know, there's, it has limits for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's almost more about exposing faculty to new ideas and maybe they leave with some kind of neat tools that they can explore right. more. Right. But there, there again, there's just really limits of what you can get done in an hour. I don't care what you're trying to teach, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and so I, for me, I just saw this as this really cool opportunity to be able to take so much of what I do day to day and just really go deeper with faculty on it and really see what we could accomplish in that different format where it's extended out a little bit past that hour into maybe like a two week kind of self-paced course. Um, and it really, I think, deepens the learning that's possible for faculty to get from professional development materials. Yeah, so this was a chance for your faculty to kind of have the experience of what you want them to be able to do with their students. Exactly. And I think the other part about this is that it remains online for all of us to access. So if you need to go back, maybe you don't remember from semester to semester, if you only used one element, Mm -hmm. uh, it allows us to go back and re-review the material and it's laid out in such a format that you can find the topic that you want to go to right away and you can learn how to use that tool, that technology tool, again and embed it into your class. Right, that's such an important piece of learning to teach online is being an online student yourself. I mean, that's yeah. really when you when it all comes together mm-hmm. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. Yeah. And like... Um, I know I've mentioned on the podcast probably a hundred times that I'm taking online classes now, so it's probably <laughs> getting old for everyone. Um, but I think that's what really solidified it for me in, in terms of having that light bulb go off of being like, okay, we can extend this beyond the workshop into this other format that's really going to get more closely at what we're trying to learn. Right, and that and that sort of like I think you brought up the point that you know when you're in the moment, you it's, things can seem crystal clear, and it's like, right. oh yeah, I'm going to go and try this, and then you actually sit down to do it, and it's like, what did he say? Or <laughs> I just like what? But you know, having that resource that you know you can go to, and it's already developed and laid out, and you know you can get help with mm-hmm. it if you need it. I mean, that's a gem. That's that's a that's a really great thing. Mm-hmm. And I I think part of the the boot camp that really made it effective for me was. We had assignments and each we as faculty had assignments we needed to complete just like we were students. Um, And so, you know, I think we see this with our students and it's the same with ourselves. I can sit back and watch someone go through it and think, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's easy. I just click this, click that, click that. But until I actually do it, that's the time when I actually learn how to do it, develop that self-efficacy in order to do it. And so to me, that was a huge difference that once I did it through that assignment through the Moodle, once I created a voice thread or created a capture space or whatnot, um, then then that step's taken care of. Now I can implement it in my course. So it was that that last piece that really sealed it for me. Applied skills. Right, yeah. right, exactly. And you're doing it without yeah. someone there to kind of mm-hmm. handhold Hold through you. either. Exactly. Yeah. And you exactly. have a deliverable. Yep. That's, that's right. an actual thing. 
and that deliverable, you know, I was, it was, I was ridiculously proud of some of them, you know, I mean, it was really simple, like a two minute, you know, something, but yeah. you know, but that was like, okay, I did it. That proves to myself I can do it. So, you know, I've already embedded a lot of those same practices in my course for this semester. That's great. I mm. love hearing about how successful that was for you, yeah, you know? Yeah. So you have that same expectation then for the faculty that are that are going through it now or have gone through the mm -hmm. boot camp. Right, right. I think, you know, the way Ben has set it up, it just, it allows that. And I really appreciate what Joanne said is now we have that to go back to, you know, at any time. And, and I think it's then us holding us ourselves accountable for then, you know, actually following through and doing that quote unquote assignment, even though we won't be submitting it to Ben anymore. But, um, you know, it, it has all the pieces of that that I can do you know, if I haven't used that strategy this semester, then I can go back. So all the pieces are there ongoing. Yeah. And certainly in the course, there's assignments, as uh, Lindsay pointed out, and there, and Ben gave us, um, you know, different assignments to do. But the other day when we were in our wrap-up course, he had a two-hour wrap-up course, he demonstrated how to do other parts that right. now I've gone back, for mm -hmm. example, and I've put the syllabus in one of my classes up in a voice thread so that oh, yeah. I can talk again about the syllabus and also gives the students that's now going to be our general forum where we take questions. Everybody has to use voice thread mm -hmm. in order to ask general questions in the mm -hmm. class. And I think that this is important because in the industry side of healthcare, they are using all these different technologies to mm -hmm. communicate with their staff, new policies, new procedures. Mm -hmm. Um, minutes of maybe meetings, they're holding them this way. And so again, making sure that our students come out with the skills that they're going to see for, in their employer, I think is very important. Very. So what is some of the feedback you've gotten from the graduate faculty that have gone through the boot camp? I certainly know that they've all been grateful to have everything in one, in one place. I, I think, um, you know, there was a a variety of, of faculty's ability to kind of fulfill all the assignments, you know, and things like that. And so mm -hmm. I think the, and just, it was, you know, busy time, end of summer, start of fall. And so I think the fact that, um, now everything is laid out it, the, the way that Ben has set up the modules, you know, it's clear what you can find under it. So I think that, um, I know exactly where to go if I want to do this and I have all the resources that I need right in one, one area. I think also, uh, Ben did a nice job of um, finding that sweet spot of how much depth to go into in some of these uh, 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 strategies. Um, but then also, at least for me, I if you know I if I need a little more a little a uh, little more information on one component, now I'm more familiar with kind of all the other video recordings he's done. So that then if I need that extra little piece that he didn't want to add to the boot camp because it was, you know, maybe too much, mm -hmm. I know where to go to find those extra details. And now I kind of have the confidence to just go out and find that myself and, and then follow through with it. So. I think every faculty member that went through it had an aha moment. And because mm -hmm. I'm not going to have the right vocabulary, I'm going to have Ben explain it but you know the faculty member that said you know she was able to turn off auto click in embedded youtube videos i mean like she oh, was yeah. <laughs> she was right. thrilled right right yeah yeah i mean well actually it's funny you brought that up so the last module i was trying to think all right we've done done really the moodle basics um 
So how do we then like extend and give people the chance to stretch a little bit? So I was just picking some of our ed tech tools that we have that we could integrate in with Moodle to kind of extend the teaching and learning um, in the online format. But there's also some easy little tricks that you can do just to make YouTube a more effective, or incorporating YouTube videos a more effective teaching strategy. Um, and so what was talked about there was not only embedding a YouTube video directly into the course, so they're not just giving a student a click to, um, mm-hmm. excuse me, a link to click, and then they're off on YouTube and, well, see you later. Thanks for visiting our class for a while. Enjoy YouTube for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you also can even turn off the suggested videos that come up next to really make it more of a piece of your course that's um, finite and specific and accomplishing the goals that you're wanting out of it. Um, so it's just things like that, just trying to give people some value for participating in the course, even if they weren't going to be able to jump in and start making like long screencast videos or, yeah. or anything like that. So that was no, the aim. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where to from here? Well, uh, a couple things. I, I, um, you know, I know I think all of us now are really trying to operationalize this in our course and really utilize those strategies. I guess that's a given. I think the other thing that came out of this is I know the faculty who who maybe weren't in the grad, you know, aren't teaching in the graduate program or, um, you know, weren't teaching this semester, so maybe didn't utilize it. We have a, we've had a lot of interest in, well, wait, how can I participate in this? And so, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thinking about, okay, how do we open this up to our undergrad faculty? How do we leave it accessible for, for other faculty? So I think it just really reiterated the, the, the hunger um, for our faculty to really be, be, that personal drive to become more proficient with these with these practices. So I think we're going to try and open it up to more faculty. I think we're to here also is we're going to try to understand through the semester the time that we are able to pull back from some of the assignments. So we've loaded up our grading rubrics into um, Moodle. So assignments will be. Uh, both, well, I guess we'll receive them and grade them in Moodle. So decreasing the paper, increasing our time, making sure things get right back to the right students. So we, where to here is um, we're pretty excited about the time that we might carve back from uh, some of the standardization that we have done uh, by going with Moodle, this mm-hmm. methodology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to be exciting to hear about. If, um we're hoping you know, the feedback that you get <laughs> on that. We're yeah, very open that's that great. our front end load is definitely <laughs> worth it. So that's what we're going to track and find out. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, I, th- I, I anticipate that we'll hear good things back um, from faculty who've gone through this just in terms of their own confidence. And Joanne, you had kind of, your, the initial way that you put it was that you wanted to establish Moodle norms so that people mm-hmm. weren't kind of in this state of anomie mm-hmm. <laughs> when they go into Moodle and they're just not sure what to do, right? There's kind of established practices that you as a, as leaders in your um, unit had sort of laid out. And that's what I used mm-hmm. as the basis of those early modules in the course. But I also think that we're going to hear really good things back from students too, just because it is, you're, you're taking these strategies that are student centered and then putting them really into the online aspects of your mm-hmm. courses. I would definitely agree with that. I think I think students really notice the differences in these teaching strategies and what's being utilized. And, and I think that was kind of one of our goals was just to bump that up a little bit across the board. So I, I definitely agree with that. 
And how long have the uh, master's programs been in the hybrid format? Oh, gosh. I believe since the inception of the DNP program, so seven years, maybe. So this is a big intervention then, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so this could be a real game changer for for the programs. It'll be really exciting to hear. I think all along the way we've, you know, talked about different practices that are effective in the online format and, you know, kind of um, randomly brought forward ideas. I think this is the first time that we've really brought it together as a cohesive whole, both in terms of trying to create standards and norms and also um, how to kind of bump up that efficacy. So I I think you're right. I think this is um, kind of our first step in that and hopefully continuing these same professional develop opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a great idea, and uh, I'm so glad you got this off the ground and, and you know, putting it into practice. It's going to be good. Yeah, we can't thank Ben enough for his help. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he was, it was just, yeah, he did an incredible job of bringing forward all the content and the knowledge and, and just helping us know what those standards should be, what those best practices are. I, yeah, I feel immensely grateful. Right back at you. I couldn't have asked for better uh, partners to work on this really, really fun project for me. So yeah. thank, you. Cool. thank you. Well, thank you. And thank you for a really great discussion. Thanks for having us. Okay, Lindsay and Joanne, while we still have you here today, um, we want to have you participate in our Tech Pick of the Week segment where we each just go around and talk about an app or a piece of technology that has been fun for us in some way in the last couple weeks. Um, so Joanne, did you want to start us off? Well, Go Skywatch was fun. I used the app Go Skywatch, and uh, to your point during the eclipse, um, it was a great app to have where your GPS identifies where you are, mm-hmm. and then it tells you what's going on uh, in the sky at that moment or that night. Usually it's used Neat. at night. Were you in the, the path of totality? Not in totality. I was in oh. Portland. Okay, so you weren't able to make out the stars necessarily, but you could hold up your phone yes, and see you where they were. Yes, exactly, <laughs> where they were. glasses on? Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm a nurse. Okay, okay. Good. Don't look at the sun. That's right. right. But you can look at your phone. And I did right. use the phone for that to look at the uh, eclipse. Yeah. Super cool. I did use you watched it on your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You pointed your phone towards the towards the eclipse sky um, through the camera, and you could watch it. Oh, with your glasses on though, because the reflection from the screen. No. Know. Mm-mm. You but you t- you took a you did put a filter over ne- oh, over the i over the iPhone. Oh, wow. Just to not burn out the iPhone though. Oh, I thought that <laughs> I thought the screen you. reflection would no. Mm-mm. Huh. Are you hmm. sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> She's the nurse. So she knows. <laughs> um, Lindsay, did you have one you wanted to share? Yeah, not nearly as cool and exciting as Joanne's. <laughs> but um, but through this uh, Moodle boot camp, uh, you started utilizing the rubrics, um, embedding the rubric within Moodle. And um, after you get it set up, it's just ridiculously easy to do your grading by the rubric on there. And, and one thing I struggle with is... Um, uh, inundating students with feedback on their assignments. And so I feel like this is also one way for me to really target my feedback according to that rubric. So I feel like it served a couple purposes. Um, So yeah, looking forward to using that throughout the semester. Great. 
And so the way that works, just so everyone knows, right, is um, you create the rubric ahead of time and put it on the Moodle assignment. And then can you explain what that's like when you're doing the grading? Yeah, yeah. So you, um, so it's all embedded and it's kind of embedded. The rubric is embedded within the Moodle page. So then you can just click on uh, which um, um, kind of level, um, exemplary, adequate, those kinds of things. Um, uh, proficient. Um, you can just click on kind of what level they met and then provide feedback regarding why you selected that level or how they could, you know, kind of bump up to the next level. So it's all just right there within that one page. It's really easy from a user standpoint, and I think it's very easy then for the students to get that feedback mm -hmm. as well. Awesome. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Okay. I'm going to pick for mine uh, because I like... Uh, like list making apps or productivity apps, uh, one called Microsoft To Do. This is a brand new one and it's actually still in preview. Um, but my, one of my favorite past apps um, that I had talked about on the podcast before is Wonderlist, and that's like a really well known kind of like checkmark list making app. You can use it for your groceries and share it with your spouse. You can use it for work stuff. It's really flexible and cool. Uh, but then Microsoft bought it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're shutting it down eventually. It's still on right now. But the good news is, at least for those of us that are Office 365 people on campus, is that they're replacing it with the same people that made the Wonderlist app with this new app called Microsoft To Do. And you can actually sign into it with your UP account and use it. Mm -hmm. And it syncs up with your Outlook tasks and things like yeah. that. So it's actually... For for yeah. us, ended up being a little bit of an improvement. I feel bad for all the Gmail people out there that <laughs> that really loved Wonderlist. Um, but mm -hmm. it's definitely something I'm checking out while it's in preview, and so far it seems pretty cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us this week on the UP Tech Talk podcast. Lindsay and Joanne, can't thank you enough for coming on with us. And Maria, thanks for sending the questions our way this time. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thank you. UP Tech Talk is a bi-monthly podcast with co-hosts Ben Kahn and Maria Erb of Academic Technology Services and Innovation that explores the use of technology in the classroom. One conversation at a time. We invite you to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Apple Podcasts or Google Play Music. To continue the conversation with us on social media, you can find Ben on Twitter at TheBenCon. And Maria at HerbFarm. If you'd like to hear more episodes, please visit our website at sites.up.edu slash techtalk. And browse our archives for dozens of episodes featuring great conversations with our UP faculty guests. Mm -hmm.